Welcome to a space where your voice, your experience, and your truth matter. You should come prepared for authentic, deep dives into topics that embody all walks of life with the goal of creating positive change. No matter who you are or where you're from, we're glad you're here to share in the conversation and can't wait to hear your story. I am Coach Fred. I'm Uncle C. I am Aaron Kinzer. I am Javon. And this is Safe Spaces and Faces. Hey, what's up? What's good, y'all? It's Uncle C. We're back with another conversation. Uh, last week, we talked about authenticity. We talked about having that authentic lifestyle. So there is another component to this whole conversation that I think is really important. A lot of times when we talk about authenticity, I really feel like most of the time, the first things that come to mind are presenting yourself as true to other people. And it's all about how other people perceive you as being authentic because you're being real for other people. But this conversation, I want us to talk about how to be authentic. You have to set boundaries in your relationships because we need to shift the perspective of authenticity by first saying we have to be true to ourselves. We have to mm-hmm. first be authentic with ourselves before our outward projection of authenticity can even exist. Otherwise, it's just forged and it's not authentic. So I want to ask you, Fred, because of this platform of authenticity on which you you stand, what are boundaries to you and how have they established or help establish healthy relationships? You know, to me, boundaries, you have to be, and this is very challenging, you have to be willing to set out on your own adventure and create boundaries of what you're willing to allow people to say and do to you and what you're not willing to allow people to say and do to you. You know what I mean? So a lot of this is it's internal. I always say you're paying a price. You're paying a price for something. If you allow somebody to do something, the cost of that is whatever they are willing to do to you and you're going to accept it, right? You, that's that's the cost. When you say, no, I'm not going to allow you to treat me some type of way or no, I'm going to stand up for myself or you know what? No, I respect your opinion, but that has nothing to do with me. You are setting a clear boundary for someone to say, hey, you're not going to cross this line with me. Oftentimes we like to think other people will do what we would do. And when they give you the response that you don't want, then you either become hurt or you become, you know, really upset at yourself for allowing that to happen. And what we have to stop doing is assuming that other people are like us. So what part of authenticity is understanding you got to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. And it's completely okay to do that. And if people don't like you, then they probably didn't like you in the first place. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to like you. I mm-hmm. think I struggle the most with this. I have this perpetual habit of being a doormat. I mean, emotionally, physically, with my time, mentally, I've exhausted myself. I have a problem and I'm working on it. But this, I think this is where I struggle the most. But the fact that you said that. That's huge, man. That's huge. Like people in our audience need to hear that. And that's okay. All that means, auntie, is that you have come to the realization that you have allowed people to use your time and they have abused your time. They haven't valued your time. And now you see that. We often as humans like to give people the best of ourselves, but we don't realize they're not trying to reciprocate that to us. I still, I struggle with being authentic too. 
Um, my problem is a lot like Aaron's where sometimes I'm I'm very abrupt with things. I just don't like to waste time with shit. And I, like Aaron, had to learn, okay, I have to allow this person to go through their process. They're not like me. I really have to understand how to be tender with someone else's feelings, etc. You get what I'm saying, Aaron? Like, it's been a double-edged sword as far as compassion and things like that. You know, it's, I've, I've had to learn to dial it back. That has helped me create boundaries. And it, it, it really, honestly, took me going to prison. And the environment that exists inside prison would help me develop and help me to learn how to set a boundary and how to stick to that boundary. And my relationships that I formed in prison were some of the best relationships I've ever formed with anybody, with friends, with good men. Now that I'm out, I'm being called rigid, I'm being called stiff, I'm being called edgy and rough and hard. And I'm like, no, I'm not that. I'm flexible, I'm carefree, I'm kind, I'm loving, I'm, I'm compassionate, I'm empathetic, sympathetic, I'm all of that. But it's because I have a boundary. And I let you know that boundary and you run into it like a brick wall. And in that case, then I am hard. I do have a hard stop. And this things I'm not going to go for. And I'm going to let you know respectfully, but I'm going to let you know. Since I've gotten out of prison, that has become an issue. And these labels have been attached to me because I have developed boundaries. Now it's, oh man, you've been to prison. You've been to jail. You've been, no, no. I have self-respect now. And I'm not compromising that self-respect because the last thing that someone took from me was that judge, when I sit there trembling in the shackles and I got the shackles on my wrists and on my ankles and the judge sentenced me to 188 months in prison, I said, okay, that's the last thing I'm losing. And I set boundaries from then on out. People respect boundaries on the inside because there's a threat of violence, for one. You know, you, you might get your ass whipped <laughs> if you cross somebody's boundary. So in a prison setting, stereotypically, you get your ass whipped. In the street life, you know, you might get shot or killed or something like that. But in relationships... And with friendships, there has to be consequences as well. And, you know, I, I don't want to beat somebody's ass because they violated my social boundaries. But, you know, it may end the friendship. It may terminate a relationship or diminish it. That, that's that people will use you. They will just yes. use you. Exactly. When you don't know yourself, you hmm. play to everybody else's drum. You beat everybody else's drum because you're trying to fit in. When you have your own boundaries, you let people know with respect where they are. And if you don't like it, cool. I, I don't care. When we started this podcast, Uncle, that was the first thing I told you. Hey, what, how much time are we spending on this? Like, I need to know what's the commitment level. Because I got a family. Got to respect right. my family, bro. Right. You feel me? Like, that's where we're at. I'm going to be clear with you. And I think part of setting boundaries is folks don't know how to be clear. They're not clear. They set these gray area boundaries and then they hope that the other person is like them. And then when one of their boundaries gets, you know, uh, penetrated or it's just destroyed now they have a problem and they don't really know how to voice what the problem is people have to get clear with their non-negotiables that's what i call them my non-negotiable when i was dating was a girl had to believe in jesus that's just mine i didn't give a fuck what anybody else thought about that whether you are a satanist or you believe in you know hinduism i don't care that was mine I was not going to, there were plenty of girls, well, why do you believe in God and this, that, and the third? Hey, I'm not going to fight with you, man. That's my thing. And if if, if, if we not vibing, cool. That's cool. You feel mm -hmm. me? You're not going to try to make me feel some type of way about my boundary. And that's where people lose themselves. And I'm just going to ask Javon really quick. Did you ever find yourself trying to defend a boundary you set? No. Because for what? What's the reason that I would have to defend it? Because in general, for me, when I set boundaries, that's, that's just it. 
it took me a minute to get there though. Like I'm still working on it. I had to learn quickly how to set a boundary and how to stick to it. Because a lot of times I felt like I was the afterthought or the doormat. People would feel like they could run all over me. So at, mm. at some point it was like, no, I'm setting a boundary. You just have to deal with it. I'm not going to defend why I set that boundary. There's obviously a reason in relationships in general, I have a difficult time setting boundaries. However, I do so. If you cheat on me, I'm done. That is a boundary that I've set up front. That's a boundary that I don't I don't defend. I have no reason to defend it. It's like, you know, if you go out here and you do whatever you want to on my time, it's done. I'm not dealing with it. You know exactly what you did because I let you know in the beginning, hey, you cheat on me. Exactly. For me, do not come to me with the same issue over and over again. Don't say it three times. Don't say it four times. Don't say it five times because that fifth time is the time that I'm going to tell you to go to hell because I can't do it. (laughs) I literally can't do it. That's a boundary that I've set. It's like, I understand your issue. I understand your problem, but what are you doing to fix it? You can't fix it. And you steady coming to me with the same issue. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you on it because I don't want to do that. I don't have time. You don't have time. I mean, just today, I had to take my own advice, set my own boundary for myself and be like, if something doesn't make you happy from now on, just leave it, get rid of it. There's no reason for you to stay there if you're depressed, you're not feeling it, if it's not working, because I can't force it. You specifically spoke about if something wasn't making you happy, that you were basically moving on to the next step. And there are people listening to our podcast right now that are in relationships that they know for a fact is not going to work. You can be real with yourself, number one. That's the first part of being authentic. Be real with yourself and stop bullshitting yourself. You know this shit ain't working. What's the real underlying issue? Folks are scared to be a left, be alone. They're scared that no one will love them for themselves. They're scared to do this thing called life by themselves. They're apprehensive because they can't predict the future, but they can predict this bad situation because this is giving them enough traction for them to see a track record that they know. It's predictable. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people are afraid to say, I'm afraid to make the next step simply because I'm afraid that I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's being honest. Right. Because now you got to make a change. Now you got to do something. When you set a boundary, the fear is what if they don't like me? I always said you either make change or change will happen to you. If you make the change, if you're in more control, but if change is forced upon you, the change itself is going to give you the options. My therapist said something. When you give a person an ultimatum, Mm -hmm. when you say this has to change, otherwise this will happen, watch their behavior change. Right. So when you set that ultimatum, when you said like you need to change, otherwise I'm not going to be with you anymore. or Otherwise, we're not going to do this in X, Y and Z. That doesn't really change anything at all. But see, the ultimatum is somebody setting a boundary, but they're not clear really what they're explaining of what they want. That's why ultimatums don't work because that's their way of communicating anger, but they're not clear with what they want in return, which ultimately muddles up the whole thing, which is doomed for disaster. Right. So. I mean, it was doomed. It was doomed before you gave the ultimatum. There you go. If you have to set an ultimatum to somebody because they've been acting a certain way and they change their way. The question is, 
which is the true them, the way they were before the ultimatum or the way they were after the ultimatum? Are they changing just for you or are they changing because they want to change themselves and be a better person of themselves or just be better for you? But they're really still a piece of shit, but they put on a front for you. That's when communication has to be clear, because when you're dealing with an ultimatum, you'll have a if this, then that, a cause and effect. And that's not how that boundary should work. I think the boundary should be this is my boundary, period. Establish those boundaries up front, not you're you're letting this abuse go on and on and on, or you're letting this go on and whatever it is. That means they're constantly already crossing a boundary that you haven't communicated. And now you're like, you know what? Do this or I'm out. Well, that's because you have continuously allowed them to cross the boundary that you have, but haven't communicated. That kind of ties into what Fred was saying earlier about self-awareness, self-worth. Like You have to have that. And if you're in a relationship where you don't have that identity or that self-worth or that understanding of, of who you are, then it's going to be easier for that other person to continue to walk over those boundaries and really push you to that point of having to set this ultimatum. And that's not fair to either one of you. We need to help people understand this. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to. Standing up for yourself does not mean that you are not humble. It doesn't mean that you think you're all that. It doesn't mean that you're conceited. No, you have to understand when you stand up for yourself, the people that have a problem with you already had a problem. The ones that ain't got no problem with you be like, hey, thanks, bro. You know, I love you no matter what. You ain't got to tell me. We good. But the ones that have a problem, they already have a problem. And they usually have a problem with themselves. Right. How can I put this, man? I have a talk with my football team and, and I always tell them who's real and who's fake. I say a strong man don't need to go around telling people he's strong. He doesn't need to go into the weight room and say, yo, I'm the strongest here. There, there's no need because you just are. A rich man doesn't need to go into a club and be like, I'm rich. I got money. There's no need. You just are. You feel me? What's the point of that? The point is, is that people that aren't real are going to take offense to you being real about your own boundaries. People that don't respect themselves and don't respect their own boundaries are going to take issue when you have boundaries and you tell people, yo, don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like we crazy. And then they try to come at you passive aggressive. Oh, you know, I'm playing, man. Come on. Why are you so sensitive? We ain't like that. Don't tell me that. Don't speak to me like that. I'm telling you that right now. Nicely. You understand? Step up for yourself. People have to learn that that's OK. And if you lose a Facebook friend or whatever, or a friend in real life, they would never a friend to begin with, dog. And so what do you have to say to the people who. But let's just say they're afraid of feeling guilty about setting some boundaries. For example, I've had some people that I've had to remove and love from a distance and create boundaries with. And I personally even still sometimes struggle with feeling guilty for setting that boundary. What do you have to say to them? That goes back to our other episode about self-love. First and foremost, you can never, ever allow yourself to feel guilty about loving yourself. And part of loving yourself is establishing the rules that govern how you're treated and insisting that he will respect that. So setting boundaries is self-love. First and foremost, you have to establish a rule book before any business or any organization. There are rules that are established that govern how this thing is operated. And we have to establish the rules for ourselves and insist that when someone approaches us in our life, hey, here's the rule book for me. That is self-love. So you cannot allow yourself to feel guilty um, for establishing rules and establishing boundaries and making people uh, uh, respect those rules and boundaries because you can't break the rules. 
I understand what you're saying, Aaron, but people are human and people are going to feel some type of way. Like what I would say to that is that it's okay to feel bad because you genuinely care for that person, but you can't pay the price of allowing them to step on you and you lose yourself. Mm. You you can't. That's the price you would pay. If you allow them to have some type of way over you with your feelings or your boundaries, the price you pay is you're saying, okay, that's okay. Fuck myself. Fuck my feelings. I will allow you to do what you want. And now what you're left with is they're happy. You're not. Are you willing to pay that price? The guilt is you have set a boundary for yourself. And you've made it very clear that this is where I'm at. Until you get to a point where you're like me, where I am give a fuck. I give a fuck whether you feel some type of way or not. Because somebody's always going to feel some type of way, no matter what decision you make. But until you get to that point where you don't give a fuck, you're going to feel guilty. But in that guilt, you you have to really ask yourself, am I willing to pay the price to not feel guilty and just let them step all over me? Am I willing right. to pay that price so they can be happy and fuck my happiness? We say the same thing. My self-love and my happiness, their anger and frustration about me insisting they respect me. Is that more important to me or is my self-love and self-happiness more important? Right. Because let's be honest, them motherfuckers ain't paying your bills. They could give two shits about you. If you needed money, are they going to come to your rescue? They going to come to you and be like, oh, I got you. I'll pay you your, your, your rent. I got you. Hell no. no. They don't give a fuck about you. They, the minute you turn your back, they like, yeah, auntie ain't shit. Yep, I knew he wasn't shit. See, yeah. I'm not saying every single person on planet Earth is like that, but I'm saying usually the people that we're giving that much attention to and effort about, right? Even sometimes your own family, man. Like, come on, man. Like at the end of the day, this little shit ain't gonna matter. Like you gotta set your boundaries, and if you don't, you're telling yourself you don't give a fuck about yourself. It's almost like allowing someone to bring their trash bag into your living room, dump their shit and leave out your house. Damn. <laughs> you feel me? Like, are you just going yeah. out and their trash bag is their problems? Yeah. Right? Would yeah. you allow somebody to literally knock yeah. on your front door, come into your living room and be like, hey, what's up, Anki? See, how you doing? I'm just going to drop this off here real quick. You my boy, though, right? You my boy. You my guy, right? I love you. All right, I'll holler at you. And leave they shit on your living room floor. Hey, hell no. No. Here, right. motherfucker, take this. I don't know where you're going. This yours. Right. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah. And what are they going to do? They're going to be like, oh, I thought we was boy. We homies, but you ain't dumping your trash here, bro. There's a trash cab down the street. Uh, down they the get street. that shit. Your own shit. I love you. Right. Right. Look, bro, I fuck with you the long way. You my guy. Look, homegirl. Look, sis. Look, wifey. Look, 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 whatever. But hold up, bro. You doing a little bit too goddamn much, man. Get this trash <laughs> up out my house. You That's the boundary. Why and the trash so can be anything. The trash yeah, is exactly, exactly, exactly. Why is it so easy? Why is it so easy for us to do that and understand that on a physical level? Somebody dumping a bag of garbage in your living room on a social level is hard to process because it's like this. We have gathered so many people's trash bags in our house that when we finally tell somebody, no, you can't do it, the person that enters our house and sees all the trash, look at us like, bro, you got trash over here? What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Yeah. You ain't going to take mine? Come on, yeah. bro. Right? So you got to clean that shit out of your brain mentally. Clean out all the trash. Dump the shit because you've been hoarding the shit. You have to dump it and say, nope, no more. This is my house. I'm respecting my own goddamn house. And the next Facts. person knocks on my door, fuck you. And that right. person is going to be mad because you have been the doormat. You've been the garbage dump forever, mm -hmm. forever, forever. They ain't going to understand why all of a sudden now you want a clean house. They're not going right. to understand. 
So people feel guilty when that person drops their trash off and they knew they should have told them no. That's where Damn. they feel guilty. Yeah. That's where they feel guilty. That motherfucker walk away and they see the next one coming to them and they like, damn, but why are they doing me like this? I would never do them like this. They doing you like that because you allowing motherfuckers to just drop shit off in your house and you ain't saying shit. That's it. Everybody looking for a place to drop something off at. And people are first and foremost self-motivated and self-interested. Preservation of self. So as much as I love you, my overall goal is to take care of self first. And if I can get rid of this trash as easily and quickly as possible... Hey, I fuck with you, but I'm going to dump it in your house real quick and keep it pushing because I don't want it. And if you let me, then there's a good chance that I'm going to drop it there. So, but boundaries right. is saying, nope, er, no, you can't come here. Can't come hey, here. No you, can't, no, you can't dump that here. Guess what? Passive aggressive? Mm -hmm. Motherfucker won't even knock on your door. You know what they'll do? They'll drive by your backyard and dump that shit in your backyard. That's passive aggressive. <laughs> we can keep going with this shit, right? Like, hey. So you got to watch over your own crib. Your crib is like your brain. You got to watch yeah. your own shit like a fucking vigilante soldier, dog. You cannot allow people to penetrate your shit, fuck up your house, and then be cool with it. And we ain't right. doing that. So the rent that you're paying every day on your own mindset is based on, yo, what do you value? Maybe right. you value good books. Maybe you value good content. Maybe you value good people. You will allow these people in your in your house, so to speak, your brain, in your mindset, in your space. You're not going to allow trashy motherfuckers to be around your shit because you protect your vibe. Your home, your home right, is your vibe. Right. You're not going to let anybody infiltrate that shit. So, and, and to be honest with you, for me and my own personal life with my family, I tell my kids this, man, our house is, it's harmony in here. This is harmonious. Like literally our physical house is harmonious. So we, we might have problems with each other, but we're not going to go to bed with strife and anger. We're not going to do that. We might have problems with each other, but we're not going to allow people from the outside world to cause division within us in here. This is harmonious. Right. This, is, this is, this is it. Now, when you leave this house, you got to deal with bullshit and everybody, you know, messing with you. But when you come here, man, this is love. It's peace. We're here to build you up and repair your shield because you went out in the real world and people have been fucking with you. Right. So you got to have that mindset with your mind. And when you're not authentic and real with yourself, it takes time to build that up. We all can do it. But we have to be involved with the community of people that believe in us, that are willing to come into your life and say, yo, auntie, yo, your house is a little dirty, dog. I'm not going to judge you for a dirty house. I'm not judging you, bro. Let me help you clean it. That's nice. really what we need in life. I'm not going to judge you about your dirty house, dog. My house dirty too, motherfucker. Let me help you clean your shit and then let me help you set your boundary. Let me be your guy. That's what people need. Right. So I got a question for y'all. So we... We've talked a lot about boundaries, but let's kind of break this down a little bit. And what does it look like setting different types of boundaries? Communication. In reality, the, the biggest way for me to know anybody's boundaries or how, you know, it look or what it looks like is to communicate, is to tell them up front, hey, this is what I, I like for you to do. This is what I don't want you to do. This is what makes me feel comfortable. This is what will make me happy, et cetera. Because in reality, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I won't know until I communicate with that person face to face. You know what I mean? Like, I always have the rule that I don't do anything unless I have that consent from that person. They tell me, no, that's it. I'm cool. And that, and that could be physically, that could be emotionally in terms of, like if we're having a conversation and, you know, I might go too deep into that conversation, 
to where they stop and be like, hey, you're going a little too deep. Or it might be a little too much for them. And then mentally, it's like, hey, like, if you need a moment, I'm going to respect that you might need time away from me. Not get upset about it. Not get mad about it. Because, hey, you set that boundary that hey, you might need a little time, a mental break from me. I'm fine with it. You do whatever you need to do. I respect that time that you need. I'm not going to do anything unless, again, I have explicit consent from that person. Or they've expressed that this is okay because I don't want to cross a boundary with anybody and I don't want them to cross a boundary with me. Personally, I would say that these mental and emotional boundaries are really where I struggle because I just allow people so much access to me. I allow people so much access to my vulnerability. Vulnerability is important, but I've not established those boundaries. So too many of the wrong people have had that access. I really want to like expand this conversation here into different types of relationships. Like when you're at work or, you know, Fred, you do a lot of coaching. And when you're in these different environments, how do you set boundaries with coworkers? What boundaries do you have with your job, with your employer and with the other people that you interact with? I think we all do it when we're young. Uh, and that is, we just give up free access to people of our time. You know, look, I got a family. My kids grow up fast. So I am very reluctant to give people any of my time because it, it goes in the blink of an eye. Time is probably number, it's probably number one. You know, usually even me, you know, when I record these episodes with you guys, Sundays are my family time. Like that's family day in my house. Like I usually don't talk to anybody. I just stick with my family. So anybody out in coaching or I don't have any coaching calls on Sunday. I'm a firm believer in when it's time to clock out, get out because there's right. life that's happening. Life is not meant to work and pay bills. Look, I'm going to tell you a big thing too. My kids are, I got two teenagers, 13 and 15. And I, and I tell Michelle, as they get older, when they're young from zero to 10, we mold them. We try to push them and and, and see what they can do. And, but from 13 to like 20, it's like, yo, you figure it out, right? Like you make the choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You figure out what you want to do and I'll help you navigate that. This is so important because too many young people try to make decisions based on what they think their parents will want. And they go through 10 more years of understanding, oh, well, shit, I don't even know who I am because I haven't made a decision for me. I made a decision to make everybody else happy. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm -hmm. like the boundary wasn't set. Or the parent should have set the boundary early saying, I'm not going to put shackles on you. I will allow you to make decisions and I'll help you navigate. In other words, I'm not going to tell you to look at the sky and look for the stars. I'm going to tell you, look at the sky and tell me, what do you see? I'm not going to tell you what to look at. I'm going to tell me what do you see so you can tell me what you see. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you have to have parents that are able to open up those boundaries for you so that you can learn to find your own boundaries. What often ends up happening is parents close boundaries and kids have to break those boundaries to find their own boundaries. They have been set in this box and it's not them. You know what I mean? That's really good that you open up those boundaries, but what conversations do you have with them about the boundaries they need to set? It's always centered around, like, if my son, Trey, what do you want, Trey? 
What do you want, Ellie? Like, what do you want? Be clear with what you want. And if you don't know what you want right away, that's okay. I don't think people, especially parents, are willing to tell their kids it's okay not to know. It's okay that you don't have an answer right here. That is all right. If anyone that's out there that's a teenager that's listening to this, that they're trying to figure out who they are sexually or or what have you, and they don't know, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) You know, they need to hear that because you're trying to figure out who are you from zero to 10. I have helped you figure things out. I've given you the foundation as a parent. Now from 10 to 20, it's time for you to find your own way. I like You have to. You're not me. You're not me. You're not going to do what I, and that's, that's the trap. That's what ends up happening. That's what happened with me and my grandfather. That's why we never Mm -hmm. got along is because if I didn't do it his way, I was wrong. A good parent is going to say, oh, okay. I see how you are. Let's find something that fits that. The parents themselves have to learn how to set their own damn boundaries and allow their kids to be kids and eventually turn into adults. Me showing them that helps them understand how to set real boundaries that matter. If I clamp them, then they're not going to understand how to use that in the real world. Because if I clamp you and I cage you, you're going to break out of the cage and you're going to have free range to do whatever, but you're not going to know how to set your own boundary because you're just free to roam. You're finally free. How are you going to set your own boundary and you've been bounded this whole time and now you finally broke free? Now you feel free. Now you don't know what to do because (laughs) you're like a, a pet. In the wild, like you don't know how to hunt for your own food because everything's been given to you. Right. So somebody has to show you that. And if they don't show you that, then you're in trouble. I tell you somewhere else that I fucked up before. And this is a boundary that I learned pretty quick how to fucking set. And you may have been here before, but fucking coworkers, man. Fucking coworkers. Not literally fucking coworkers, but that's a whole nother boundary. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that a I may whole or may not boundary. have crossed. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, but co- co-workers, <laughs> like that everyone's like, you don't go to work to make friends. I, I wish, I wish I would have accepted that nugget of knowledge earlier in fucking life, because that is a boundary that I wish I would have set way sooner because it has, they're just so much bullshit. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, mm-hmm. but I have definitely had to learn to set fucking boundaries with co-workers. Oh, no, like it's it's bad with me and coworkers. Let me tell you, one boundary that I have that I have set for myself is they ain't gonna know my personal business. They ain't gonna At know all. about me. I remember one job I had, they had set up my desk and had like some Hawaiian shit on my desk for my birthday or whatever. And they were like, we literally don't know what you like because we know nothing about you. I'm like, <laughs> it should be that way right. because you don't need to know it. About what I like, what I dislike, what I, you know, anything. Like, you can learn little tidbits about me, but nine times out of ten, if you're my coworker, you you are going to know nothing about me at mm. all. Now, will I talk about some office gossip and some <laughs> stuff like that? I will talk about that all day long. But in terms of my personal business, that, that's where I draw the line. Period. See, Auntie, you value, you value vulnerability. That's why you're way able too to motherfucking much. But it took yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it took realizing that people don't have the same spirit and intention that I do, and that I was so naive to that for way too fucking long, way too long. I know you guys 
you guys are gay and you 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 talk about it. We but are. Tell me what kind of. <laughs> yeah, right. Am I right or am I wrong? Tell no, me if I'm I right. I thought I was a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. That's okay. Whatever you. Whatever. I thought I was bumping <laughs> purses. <laughs> but how do you? What? <laughs> Come on, let me ask the question. How do, how do you? How do you navigate that boundary with people? Because you know people can say some shit that's passive aggressive. They be saying some jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you navigate that? Whether you're in the working, start with the work environment. How do you navigate that in the work environment, and then just out in the in public? Period. Um, though that that part of my life, I think, is probably where I have the most confidence because it took me so fucking long to get to that point of accepting who the fuck I was. So now mm. I just go in open and authentic with it because if I own it, you can't you can't fuck with me about it. You can't dog me about it. And if I walk in and stand on it, not shit you can say matters. So mm. I'm I'm to the point where I don't care. I mean, you can ask Aaron at the halfway house. I was pretty much myself. I was open. I was very genuine. And with no fucks given, because I've learned that, number one, people are going to say what they're going to say anyway. And then, like I said, if you walk in standing on who you are, standing on uh, your truth, there's not shit they can say. And if they do, it doesn't matter because you know who you are and what you stand on. Like, that's that's literally how I roll, how I roll now. I, I think I cared so much. Like, younger me cared when I walked into the room and if everybody knew I was gay, I got out of now i don't care it's like it ain't none of your business who i sleep with if you know you know if you don't you don't it's a need to know basis what if one of our listeners is like damn i want to get to that point where i don't care what do i gotta do man like be confident in yourself so it's like you gotta learn yourself learn who you are learn who to be around learn who to not be around learn learn everything that you can in order to really just get to that point where you just don't give a fuck because in reality, who cares who you're sleeping with? I don't care. You you out here, you know, doing whatever you want to do, letting your, your freak flag fly. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. <laughs> Not the freak flag. <laughs> yeah, it ain't none of my business. <laughs> like, Not the freak and, and flag. It, and it takes, it takes that, that level of learning yourself, learning who you are, and being the baddest bitch when you walk into the room. Period. Right. Mm. That's what it takes. How long does it take to get to that point where you like, yeah, no, nah, this is me. Fuck y'all. This is me. I can say this. There, th- this is, that's, it's such a, a multi-layered, multifaceted conversation because then you get into the different extremes of family acceptance and the fear of being rejected and being, you know, turned away from your family. And, and, and then a lot of times people aren't comfortable coming out until they're old enough in their twenties or whatever, and they've moved out. So there are a lot of, a lot of factors that determine when someone gets to that comfortability. But what I can speak on is the sooner you reach it, the sooner you're able to drop the stress of trying to conform to who everyone else wants you to be. To getting to that place. For me, like I said, it was being outed. Once I was outed, I was like, well, fuck it. Everyone knows. And then, and then at that point, then I started, then, you know, then I was able to kind of build who I was on top of that. But no matter who might turn on you or who might leave your side, there's so much more that's beautiful on this other side of that because you step into your authentic self, because you're able to 
find your self-worth in that and establish those boundaries that it's worth it. But I I can't really say when or how long, because I think it's really an individualized journey. I mean, I say the same thing. Like it's, it's an individualized journey. Like nobody can, you can't put a time limit on it because even with, you know, even me in my own personal journey, it took me a minute to really accept myself fully. And when I did, that's when I got to that point of, you know, I, I don't really care who knows, you know what I mean? I'm going to be out mm-hmm. and proud about who I am. It's just, it takes time and it takes building that village around you that can be your support system, that can be the people that you go to when you just feel down in the dumps. It takes a journey of learning yourself, learning who you are as a person, accepting yourself really understanding that however somebody reacts that's on them it's not you that's the journey that they have to take themselves Mm -hmm. if they react negatively negatively to who you are then that person is not meant to be in your life because if they can't accept you fully if they can't accept every single part of you they don't need to be there because you're doing a disservice to yourself keeping people around that only like half of you. And it's unfair. Absolutely. It's all about going on that journey to discovering yourself, accepting yourself, loving yourself in any kind of way that you can, but also, again, building that village, building that family. Because honestly, especially within the LGBT community, there's so so many people who have chosen family. And build that village, build that support system, build that family, find people who love you, Yo, I want to ask a real quick question, man. Um, Aaron, you and I have this sort of same decision making where we we analyze what it is, make the decision, move the frick on. Um, what is your advice to help people to be able to say no without feeling guilty? It takes growth to learn how to say no without the guilt. It takes time and it takes growth and it takes a lot of self-discovery to get to a point to where you're comfortable with standing on your principle, win, lose, or draw. Friend or no friend, family or foe, this is me. I don't do that. And so you want me to go here? No. Do you want to hang out? No. You think I can do this? Can I borrow this? No. Can I come over and hang out? Nah, not tonight, man. Without explanation Mm -hmm. and without guilt and to stand on that. And people are going to call you cold. People are going to say you're mean. People are going to say you're edgy, icy, rigid, stiff, hard, whatever. They can call you an asshole. They may call you a bitch. But the answer is still no. And call me tomorrow. But tonight is no. (laughs) And it takes growth. My growth came during my time in prison where I learned how to say no and, and became okay with it. It helped me learn to say no and not to be concerned about if you like that no or not. My advice would be to Continue to focus on self-love. And once love of self has gotten to a proper level, no will be a comfortable space for you. And when you set that boundary, you'll be at peace and you'll be happy no matter who likes it, how they're concerned. You stood on your principle and you'll find pride and you'll take pride in the fact that you stood on it and you stood for your boundary. Right. So, so to answer the question directly, it takes growth and time, a lot of introspection and self-discovery, and no will be a comfortable place for you. You says saying no without feeling feeling no way about it. And that actually took me a while to figure out. It took me a long time because I used to say no nah, and then try to give some explanation about what's really happening. 
And that just allowed people to be like, well, okay, forget that. Just come on. You know what I mean? And I would allow to them to have this dialogue with me. You said something earlier, not in this episode, but earlier in the series, or maybe it was on a reel. You said no is a complete sentence. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You said no is mm-hmm. a complete yeah. sentence. And that was probably, that. That. That, that was pretty powerful for me to even hear. And, and um, you know, I think that goes along with what you were saying. I mean, there is a period after that word, no. You don't owe anyone anything. So clear, assertive, consistent communication, learning to say no without guilt, self-reflection, self-awareness, and understanding your personal limits. What does life look like without that? And what I mean is you end up being burnt out because you give yourself too much, because you give access to yourself too much. You end up stressed because you're carrying all the burden. Fred, like you said, you've got all of this fucking trash in your living room and you're stressed, you're burdened, you're burned out. And eventually it leads to resentment. And then you just start to cycle all the way back over. And then you've gone through all of this through forgiveness, through through all of this, and you you come back to this point of resentment, all because you didn't set this boundary and you didn't have this communication with those people. Absolutely. And we got to understand that, you know, you have to be able to set boundaries with people and say no more. Enough is enough. Because, okay, what's the flip side of that? Let's say you set no boundaries. You say yes to everything. You do all the things. You, you know, you're just everywhere all the time for everybody. You leave nothing for you. You have literally that. And and we know this. I've done this in my life too. So I'm guilty of it too. We give our all everything to everybody and leave nothing for us. We're literally saying, hey world, I'm going to give you all of my soul and leave nothing for me. I'll give you a basic thing that I've done that has changed my life. And, and I want you guys to really listen to this. I said, one of the things I need to stop doing is waking up and going on social media. The first thing in the morning. Why? Would you ever turn on your phone and give your brain over to the world the first moment you wake up? You're literally saying, hey, world, do whatever you want with my brain because, that you know, I ain't worth shit. I just woke up mm. from a good night's sleep and I'm just going to be influenced by whatever the fuck garbage you feed me. Whatever trash mm. you're going to leave in my mind, I'm going to just take it. So I think people need to be more aware of what energy are you either allowing to be just siphoned out of you or giving back to yourself in the morning? If you turn on your phone first thing in the morning and you just scroll in some sort of social media feed, I want you to be aware you're saying, okay, world, have your way with me, whatever you want. I don't don't think people realize that that's actually a boundary that you need to set, that digital boundary. So I'm really glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. like you said, that it's, it could be a succubus. It goes back to that, that emotional and that mental boundary just on a digital platform. I, I think that's very important to talk about that. So if people really want to look for how do I set a boundary on social media, 30 minutes before I go to bed, I, I put a yellow night shift light on my phone and no, no internet, no fucking YouTube, none of that. Me personally, none of that. I'll play some games. That's about it. I turn on, do not disturb. I'm not answering no text. Fuck you. Unless you're dying or, you know, you're bleeding to death. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll call you and text you tomorrow. That's yeah. it. So, and I literally, that starts at like 5 p.m. I literally cut people off. There's times you've told me, yo, get get on uh, Telegram, bro. We got a whole conversation. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know. Because my boundary is I'm not giving that any time right now. Absolutely. Cut those notifications off. Yeah. So people with their phones, set 
notification boundaries. You don't need to hear every ding from Twitter and Instagram and your text. You don't. You don't need to respond right away to every text that comes in. If you do that, you're clearly telling someone that you're available. And if you're available all the time, they're going to get mad when you set a boundary and say, hey, yo, I'm not responding to your text right away. I was in a meeting. If Mm. they get mad, fine, fuck them. But you're setting a boundary saying, I don't need to respond to your text right away just because you text me. So these are clear digital boundaries that you need to set on your phone or your laptop with motherfuckers. You don't need to answer emails until midnight. Like you need to set these boundaries of people because you're not a robot. Right. So wherever you are tonight, just know that there is truly transformative power in setting boundaries and being authentic. Take some time, examine the relationships in your life with people, with friends, with coworkers, with bosses, with social media notifications. Examine where you give your your peace to, where you give your heart to, where you give your time to, where you give your energy to, the access to yourself that you give out. And examine the boundaries that you do and don't have. And take the steps toward being authentic. Set those boundaries because you got to love yourself. You got to have that self-awareness. You got to be happy. Your happiness comes first. You owe no one nothing. Wherever you are, look at your boundaries. Work towards setting your boundaries. If you got questions, if you need to bitch, if you want to complain, if you got a story, if you don't like what we said, reach out. Talk to us about it. Help us help you. I think the best way to get to know yourself is to, you're going to have to shut people out. Whether it's for a few hours, a few days, you're going to have to get to a space where you are comfortable with understanding who you are. Maybe that takes a walk every day, 10 minute walk. Maybe that takes you working out by yourself. Maybe that takes a drive or something, but you have to have a space where nobody's interrupting you where you can get to know yourself. When you feel your full 100% authentic power, ain't nobody going to tell you nothing. You're not going to care. It's literally going to hit you like Teflon and brush off. You're not going to care. That's when you're going to know. When somebody tells you something and you don't even have a response, you're just like, all right, have a blessed day. Like You don't even care. That's when you know you have reached a new level. So I wish that everybody gets to that level, get to know yourself, set these boundaries. It's an active thing that you have to do every day. So you got to, you got to make sure that you love yourself enough to want to do that for yourself. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys investing so much into these conversations. And I, I just want to thank absolutely everyone who has been listening to our conversations. We we're getting a, a lot of good feedback. We're getting some interaction on social media. We've passed 200 followers on Facebook. We're going to have a holiday special. We're going to take a little break for the holidays. We'll be back in January. But don't forget, it's not going to be two weeks this time. It's going to be in one week. So new episode, one week from tonight. We're going to have a holiday special. We're going to dive into holidays um, and celebrations around the world. And we're going to get a little nostalgic and tell some stories about Christmas and the holidays. All right. Well, until next time, remember to be the change you want to see. I'm Auntie C. Thank you for opening your space to safe spaces and faces. We hope that you too get involved in the conversation. Remember to like, follow, and share our social media. Tell us your story. Share your experience. 
and together we can make a difference. Until next time, be the change you want to see.